microphone check two one two ladies and gentlemen welcome back to it's the bearded man podcast with your favorite the world's favorite bearded man bob bay it's lovely out today in la the sun is shining this sunday afternoon i'm sitting across from a bellow beautiful bellow i was saying what <laughs> a beautiful bearded man the beard's kind of coming in it's coming in it's but not it, fully there it yet. looks good yeah. adrian vault what's up brother verdal excuse me verdal Thank you for having me. Appreciate it. Dude, how you doing? I'm doing great, yeah. We're you feel good? Mentally, yeah. physically, spiritually, the whole nine? Yeah, the whole nine. Feeling good. As soon as we're back from tour and all that stuff, it calms down. So I feel better when we're off tour, yeah. chilling rather than I want to bring tour. that mic a little bit closer to you. Yeah, I just want to yeah. make sure the quality sounds. We, we want the people and the listeners, when they're tuning yeah. in today, to I'm make sure used. they can hear you. Yeah, this I'm getting is, used to this. This is a, this is yeah. a big day for AJ. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Again, the first uh, in-studio podcast experience. We're going to yeah, make yeah. it something memorable for him. But mm-hmm. uh um, yeah, man, I'm stoked to I'm stoked to have you here today, and it got me fired up finding out that you were born in Massachusetts. So that yep. that struck home, Lawrence, Massachusetts. Lawrence, shout, out, shout out to Lawrence, Massachusetts. So shout we got a fellow Massel, even though you spent most of I think your your years out here. Um, I just think it's it's a small world how the world can full circle and um, even I don't I don't know if you were with them yesterday, but I saw Bob Menery was with a bunch of your guys with the Nelk Boys. Yeah, yeah. He's, I from Mass- he's from Mass- He's from, Lawrence, not Lawrence, but he's from like the north part of Boston. Oh, that's good. Yeah. That's weird. I didn't know that. Yeah. Yeah, I did not know that. But I wasn't with them last night. But they've oh, they've been going all around. They've been going crazy since we've been back. But <laughs> fucking Bob Menery one night and then Justin Bieber the other night. Really? Yeah. They're going wild. Yeah. Dude, that is massive. Yeah. I, I can't even think of... Who put me on? I don't know how I came across Nelk Boys. I don't know. It had to have been probably within, honestly, I think I've probably seen clips over the last couple of years, but I think I really started to pay attention within like the last six months. Mm-hmm. And it's, I feel like it's just blown up. Yeah. I feel like it, this movement has just, clearly it's taking time. This wasn't some overnight success. No, but, no, no. But I feel like right now in the last six to eight months, there's just been this huge momentum of moving yep. forward. Yeah. It's actually been crazy. Cause when I first started, it was like very, very small. It was like a small team too. It was like me, obviously all the boys, Kyle, Jesse, Steve, um, our manager, and then me, Austin, like, um, were like the two videographers. And then, um, we had nine on the team at the time. And it was just like a small operation of us just kind of trying to figure out what the fuck was going on like mm. we were still like not big with our merch but we were just like making like you know sales to keep us afloat and then over the last two two and a half years that i've been with them it's just blown up and Holy i shit. i could like i was just like i'm still shocked to this day just like how am i a part of this yeah, this so is actually insane i was i was trying to figure out through social media and through researching when you kind of teamed up and like started to become part of like the team. Mm-hmm. So two and a half years. Yeah. It's been like two and a half years. Something Holy like that. Oh, yeah. So you really have seen some of like the, Oh my the God. Yeah. The, oh, everything. It's been insane. Yeah. Just so wild. How did, how did that opportunity come about? Um, actually a really funny story. Um, this was when I was, uh, so at the time I was living in, this is like two and a half, three years ago. I was living in, um, San Clemente at like a family friend's house and um just kind of like I was in that like stage of my life where I kind of felt stuck I was like pursuing this video career like trying to be a filmmaker but didn't know exactly what to do or how to like land a big job or start my own company I was just kind of like floating around and I would always reach out to people always DM people and just 
ask for an opportunity or something like that. And I think I was on Snapchat and um, Kyle um, from Nup Boys, he posted a story on Snapchat saying like, if you guys are in the OC area, you know, come out to Time Night Club. It's a club in Orange County. Come out to Time Night Club. We're going to be there all night. And I'm like, holy shit, like this might be like kind of a dope opportunity to, to meet them. So I was like, okay, how do I get my camera into Time Nightclub? So because you're not allowed to bring it, right? No, it's like, you it's like, can't. It's like when you go to a concert. Most times, yeah. you have to have a pass to bring it in, or exactly. you're not getting in. With they would it. deny you at the door, and I had like I was like broke, so I was just like, I can't pay for a ticket to even get in to Time Nightclub. So I went on um, Time Nightclub's website and I looked up and researched every promoter that was affiliated with Time Nightclub, and I think I DM'd five uh, of, of those promoters, and then. Four of them said, no, I can't get you in for like to get you a media pass. And there was one guy I convinced and he was just like, okay, I'll give you like the media pass for tonight. We'll see how you do. And then we'll see if we can work in the future. Um, me knowing in the back of my head, I, I didn't want to film for this fucking club. I was just like, I'm just trying to get to know. That's it. But you so, didn't say that. You kept, you, <laughs> no. you kept it even keel. Yeah, we'll, we'll yeah, build yeah, this yeah. relationship out. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. So, um, I show up, drive the 45 minutes there. Um, I get in. Um, it's probably like two hours into the show. It's kind of nearing its end. And I'm like, all right, I got to talk to these people at a certain point, like do something. And um, so I first go up to Nino, their like old videographer. And I asked him, I was like, hey, bro, like I'm a videographer out of like LAOC. Like if you guys ever needed someone, I'd be happy to help you. And um, he looked at me and just said, no. I was like, okay all right. And then I was just like, you know, obviously down on myself, but then I was just like, okay, I might as well ask Kyle. I, I made the drive here. I got in, what's it going to hurt? So I went up to Kyle and I was just like, Hey, I'm a, I'm a videographer in OCLA. Is there, um, any chance you guys are looking for a videographer? And he said, yeah, DM me. And I was just like, okay, that's just bullshit. <laughs> like, like that's, I'm going to DM you and you're never going to respond. Uh-huh. It's, it's just a way I thought it was a way to like, for him to be like, okay, fuck off. Just yeah, don't totally. Talk to totally. So I was like, okay, so the next day I DM him and I'm like, Hey, I'm the videographer from time nightclub. I'd be happy to like help if you guys ever needed anything for like video, whether it's like B roll or what have you. And, um, three days later he responds. Um, and he's just like, are you available like in an hour? And I'm living, I'm still living in San Clemente and I'm like, Oh fuck. Like this is like an hour away from LA. And, um, and I was just like, yeah, yeah, I could, I could, I'm available in an hour. Yep. <laughs> and then he was just like, can you meet us at the house? Like, we're going to shoot a video tonight. And I was just like, yeah, sure. And I just packed everything in 30 seconds, drove straight to LA, um, met up with them. And that night we were supposed to shoot, um, a prank at the Grammy after party, but, um, it didn't end up actually going through because Post Malone was supposed to win a Grammy, but he didn't. Mm. So we didn't shoot the prank cause he was supposed to have like a big after party or something like that. Mm. So so that video flopped and i was like well there goes my opportunity and um so we didn't end up shooting that night and then he was just like yeah i'll give you i'll shoot you a text if we ever like need some stuff like another day and i was like okay and then the next morning he texted me again and he was just like can you come down we're gonna shoot a prank in in, like a lecture hall and he's just like asking me all these questions about my equipment i'm like yep i got it all like don't worry about it and and i'm like you actually had it all nope (laughs) no you didn't no i didn't have he was like what equipment do you have? And I was like, I got this, this, that. And so like, I didn't have any of this equipment. So like I had my camera, but we needed like a long lens cause they shoot pranks from far away. And, um, 
so I like ran to my brother's house and I was just like, I need your lens. Like I dude, I need this. Like you don't understand. And he was just like, okay, just like, just get it back to me. Grabbed that lens, flew to LA, um, met up with again, met up with them again. And then we shot, um, like drinking or kegs in a lecture or something like that, that day video went great. Was like it's definitely like one of the more viral ones that like you know World Star was posting us at the mm. time, so like it did go viral, and um. Ever since then, it was never like Kyle telling me specifically like, "Hey, you're on the team," but it was just like every day he was like, "Yeah, come back. Yeah, come back. Yeah, come back. We're gonna shoot this day. We're gonna shoot this day." And eventually, I was just coming over every day because we were shooting something every day, and um, I was still broke, like no money, so I was parking my car right down the hill from their house and sleeping in it because i knew i was going to get a text that next morning just come back yeah come back and film but i didn't have the money to pay for my gas to get there and back so i was sleeping in my car right outside their house for i don't know like two weeks just so i know i have the money like i've you know whatever i have 30 bucks in my bank account all i have to do is get food now i don't have to pay the 30 dollars to get to my house and back So I did that for two weeks, and then after like a month, they hired me on full-time, started paying me, and then the rest is history. Holy shit. So for context, what, what so Nelk is well over, I think, 5.5 million subs right around now. I think we 5. have like 5.6, 5. 5.7. Yeah. Okay, so at the time of you reaching out, like what, you know, I'm not somebody that wants to use numbers as like yeah. success is whether someone's successful or not, but context-wise, what were they looking like at this time that you were reaching out? I believe, I think they were around like 2.2 or 2.5, so they, something so like that. So they were moving. They, they were still, they had yeah, some good traction. They still had like really, really big traction, but they hadn't quite like hit yet. But when I, when I like jumped on, it was just like the right time, right place for us to like, or like for me to like help them blow up and yeah. like, you know, increase that quality of video and all that kind of well, stuff. Well, dude, props to you for actually still stepping up and introducing yourself to Kyle, even after getting shut down, because I think most people in that situation would assume I got to know from one person on the team, there's no point in continuing to ask. Yeah. But you just said, fuck it. I'm here. Yeah. I'm going to ask every single person on this team until I get what I want, which is a yes and an opportunity. Yeah. Still crazy to this day. I'm like, damn, imagine if I didn't just go up to him and I was like that discouraged like that. It's all one you know, moment, one yeah. conversation, one interaction, one opportunity. Like it, it can change that quick. Yeah. Well, I don't want to say it changes that quick, but it that one little moment then over some time gets you to that position where you're then a full time for them but if you didn't actually step up and do that just you don't know if that ever would have happened yeah i would would have never known so i'm so glad to this day that i just like was like fuck it i might as well and just like took everything in me just like go up to him and just say that just like hey do you need a videographer so they had no idea for those two and a half weeks that you were sleeping your car down the street no i was so low-key like i was so low-key i made sure like my car was like hidden behind a tree or something just so like even if they saw my car, they'd be like, why the fuck is his car still here? Like, that doesn't mm. make sense. But yeah, I was driving like down the hill and around the block just to, like park and then like blacking out all my windows with my t-shirts no way. just so they wouldn't see me sleeping in the back of my car. And so you would just change in the car. So when, if you went back the next day, it'd be a whole different outfit. They would have no idea. Yeah, I would, I would, I would wake up early in the morning. I'd go to Starbucks, plug in all my equipment, charge up, Yeah, buy like a, I don't know, like the cheapest drink they had, like a, like a regular coffee or whatever. Um, charge all my equipment and then just kind of like wait around to get a text and 99% of the time they would text me either like that morning and be like, hey, can you come by for like two or whatever? So I was just like ready to go like 
didn't have any worry about driving to and from like uh, San Clemente. Wow. And so you're 25 today? 25. So you're probably around 20, 22, 23 at that, at that time when this started happening? Yeah. So what were you doing? Clearly, you did you have a job at the time? Like how were you trying to make money at that time? Were you in school or uh, to be in a position where you could just say screw it? And like, I mean, it takes a lot to be willing to sleep in your car and to go to yeah. that length knowing that you're probably going to get the text. But that also means you had to punt anything else that was on the on your table of opportunities yeah, so yeah. what else was happening besides this moment of time of of nelk at the time i was just doing like freelance stuff so like mm-hmm. i don't know here and there getting a wedding gig my sister actually owns like um her own like wedding business she like she's like an event planner so i was like getting a lot of gigs from her so like i would do like her weddings and it wasn't anything like no no crazy money but it was just something that was getting me by so like that was my one main source of income that mm-hmm. was kind of it and whenever she didn't have like a or she had like a wedding that didn't need a videographer, I would just bartend for that wedding. So I was just like doing kind of both, whatever she needed. I was just like, hey, if you got if you got a job, just give it to me. Yeah. Whether it's busing, whether it's, you know, bartending or uh, like these videos. I was like, okay, I'll do it all. Just let me know when you need me and I'll be there. So Yeah, I mean, dude, that's the tough, the tough thing that people don't realize is you have to go through a time and period of doing shit you don't want to do. Yeah. You know, like, and I did not, I was not enjoying like wedding videography, but I knew I was like, okay, well, yeah, I don't want to say of course not. But. Yeah. Uh, to, to whoever like does like, like wedding videography, I'm not doxing it, but I just, me personally was not like intrigued to go shoot someone's wedding. Mm. Cause when you do it over and over and over again at the same location, it kind of becomes the same thing. It's totally. Like, and it kind of, it gets, it gets so blurry, but it was still cool. Like, having that experience of like shooting these weddings because it did give me like a lot more experience to like you know you know editing and you know filming and stuff like that so i'm definitely not like doxing it by any means yeah other than i would imagine the idea that this would be a huge opportunity because they were at the time clearly a successful youtube group what else was appealing to you about what nelk was doing like what what was making you want to sleep in your car and being willing to continue to show up other than obviously this is a great opportunity, this could be something much bigger, but what was it about Nelk or the crew or Kyle or Steve? Like, what was it that you were appealed to? I think it was kind of like the traveling that they were doing all the time. Cause I, in my mind, I had always dreamed of like, I just wanted to like, I was sitting in my room every day and just pick, I just want to go somewhere. I just want to do something, but I never had the money to do it. So I was just like, I saw how they were like traveling and filming all this crazy stuff. Like, you know, going to these Hollywood parties and I was like trying to just get into like a Hollywood party just to like film it for that night and just like have something cool to edit instead of like a wedding. Because mm. um, that, that's more my niche is like, you know, show videography or like um, like kind of like party style footage. Like that's definitely like what I like I'm more drawn towards. Um, so like that was kind of something I was just like, you know, if I see them doing that kind of stuff, maybe that's someone I want to work for in the future. Mm. So when I saw that and like saw their lifestyle, I was like, damn, I got to be, I got to be in that. Man. Yeah. Dude, that's, that's fucking gnarly, bro. Yeah. Like to, uh, cause I had, I had research and I had found that there was, there was, uh, some stuff posted about how you were living in your car at some point in time. And I didn't know the context of it, but yeah. Well, that wasn't even like me living, living in my car, but cause that's, bo- a, diff- that's a different, that whole different, yeah. Playing field. But like, yeah. When, um, when I moved out of my first apartment in LA, um, I kind of just had quit my job and like didn't really know what to do. But I knew I just wanted to like continue the video stuff. And I was like, well, rent's like dumb expensive. Like I don't, I'd rather just like pour my money into like the video stuff. So 
I lived in my car for like a month just to like kind of like save my money and just like out here, in, out here in LA. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was just like kind of driving around. Sometimes like I'd, you know, sleep on a friend's couch or like stay at friends' houses and stuff like that. But I was mainly focused on like, hey, okay, like I want to just like make this shit work and I, I can't be like paying rent if I want to like, you know, pour some money into a video that I want to create or something mm. like that. So it was kind of kind of something I like sacrificed just to like get to where I am today, which is like still pretty dope. But if it weren't for those like little sacrifices back then, I definitely would not be in the position I am in today yeah. by any means. Yeah, I think it's, uh, it's interesting about it. I mean, there's clearly people... I would imagine living in their cars in other places in the country, but I, I feel like that's a very common thing in LA yeah. that um, people spend some time out here, like legit living in their car, which sounds yeah. freaking crazy. It's like, you're literally living in your car to, to, to be willing to, to go to that length and, and, and make a sacrifice and go, I'd rather sleep in here and have the money to work with, mm-hmm. to build a potential project or a piece of content that could, showcase what i'm able to do i mean that takes a lot bro yeah to, to be willing to see that vision and say i need to go this way versus put the money towards obviously a roof over your head uh man that's that's crazy that's yeah that's not easy to do I would yeah imagine. i've lived in my car for like not just in la I, li- I used to live in my car in in the bay area too when i first moved there and what so, were you doing up there um not much it was when I, it was like this is when i was probably like you know, 1920. Mm. But, um, yeah, that's kind of like another whole story. I used to live with my grandmother, um, in Orange County, California. Mm -hmm. And, um, we lived in like a small trailer park, so nothing fancy or anything like that. But, um, I just moved out of my apartment and moved back in with my grandma. And, uh, when I moved back in, she was kind of like, Hey, we're getting evicted. You kind of got to figure something out. Mm. And she's like, you got two weeks. And I was like, well, shit. Like at the time I'm like, I was like working at like a grocery store and like, um, I was putting myself through school, um, at like a community college. So I was just like, well, shit, like I've visited friends in San Francisco. I love the city. Why don't I just go there and figure something out? So I think after she told me that two days later, I put everything I owned in my car and just drove up to San Francisco with no plan whatsoever. And then just slept in my car for the first month, stayed at some friends' houses, same kind of thing, just like couch hopped until I found a job uh, working at Trader Joe's. Wow. Yeah, in um, San Francisco. And then... Um, great company. Yeah, great, great company. Great, great organization. Yeah, yeah. I feel like nobody has anything bad to say about Trader Joe's. Yeah. Every time... I went there today, literally every time, yeah. people are happy, they're smiling. Yeah. The employees seem to like what they do. Yeah. It seems like they treat their employees well. They do. Job sucks. <laughs> yeah, I, I did. I did grocery yeah. store type yeah. job growing up. I did I did grocery stores for so long growing up. It's a good hustle just, like, yeah. because it's flexible and yep. it's just every grocery store needs more employees so yeah, you can yeah. get away with it but couldn't complain about like the pay and all that stuff everything was great it just it was just the repetitive like i was doing like shifts that were like fucking 4 a.m to like oh wow 12 and like that was just like that was just so i had time during the day to like do stuff mm-hmm. so i wasn't working like a mid-shift but overall yeah decent company wow right. and so what was your relationship like with your parents while you're doing these like driving up to San Fran, living there out of your car, coming up to LA. Yeah. So I didn't really have my parents growing up. I mm-hmm. wasn't like close with them at all. Um, my all, grand, all youth. Um, yeah. Just, okay. Yeah. Pretty much all youth. Um, 
my mom's kind of like been like a drug user since I was like born basically. And, um, my dad passed when I was 21. So Jeez, that wasn't long ago. Yeah. Sorry so, to hear that. Yeah. It's all good. Um, but yeah, my grandma's kind of been like my right hand. She's been like, you know, the, the person who raised me and my two siblings when we were like kids, she took us out of foster care when I was probably like, uh, two, three years old, something wow. like that. So, and she raised us, me, my sister and my brother when she was 65 years old. So she raised wow. three kids and I was a baby. You know, like wow. that's crazy to me. I'm still like, how did you do this? Are you the youngest of the three? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Man, that is, that is so much, that is perspective, man. Yeah. That is perspective. Definitely a wild <laughs> background story yeah. for sure. And do you ever, do you ever uh, have chances to communicate with your mom or is that just, it's just once yeah. in a while? It's, it's just so shaky now. Cause like there's no, there's been nothing that's changed since I was a kid. Like she's still, she's still using. So mm. out here. In yeah, L- uh, not, California. Yeah, in Southern California, like Orange County area. So it's it sucks, but there's there's nothing that I can do. I can only offer so much. I've you know offered to like pay for her to go to like a sobriety home or something like that. But she's got to want it for herself totally. first. But she definitely doesn't want it. I don't think she ever will. So totally. it's just one of those things. That I can only help her so much. How's your relationship with both your siblings? Um, good, kind yeah. of. One of them I haven't talked to in seven years. Wow. Um, we just disliked each other. He was very like just just an angry person in general, so we don't really talk too much. Um, but my sister, the one I grew up with, we were like you know best friends growing up. Um, unfortunately, she's also a user now, mm-hmm. so she's been on drugs for a while. So it's kind of a shitty situation because seeing that transition. Um, from like being like her normal self as my sister to now like this drug user that I, it's someone I don't know, it kind of mm. sucks. But, um, and it's the same situation too. Like I've tried to reach out to her and be like, Hey, what can I do to help? She was actually living, um, at my apartment for a while. Um, and, um, I was helping her out just cause she was like going through like a sobriety home and I'm like, great, come live with me. Like, um, when you get out and like, we'll kind of figure something out for you. And, um, she relapsed two weeks into living with me. So, so it kind of sucks, but I've offered the same thing to her. I'm like, Hey, if you ever want like, you know, help paying for rehab, just like, let me know. I'd, I'd be more than happy to like help you out. But same situation. It's just like, she's got to want it before anybody else. And totally doesn't seem like she does quite yet. How have you been able to keep yourself so grounded? I mean, to, Man, it's it's just so fucking eye-opening doing podcasts and like you don't understand and I've learned this through countless of interviews. You don't know somebody's full story until you start asking questions. Yep. So outside looking in, people can make assumptions based on they see where Adrian's today, he's successful, he's flying around with the Nelk boys, they're taking private yeah. jets, they're partying in the hills. He's got dope ass tattoos <laughs> yeah. like they just it, it it's it's common for people to size you up and go this guy's successful mm-hmm. everything's got to be perfect for him but when yeah. i hear that shit and hearing where you come from and some of the things that you've had to do to get to where you are today it's fucking eye eye opening bro and it's it's admirable because i can only speak from my own perspective yeah and i'm somebody who was raised by two parents um and I've seen where where I grew up in Massachusetts. I've seen the ripple effect of drugs, but it hasn't, or 
anything within that realm, alcohol. I've seen it. Uh, I've seen alcohol affect my family, but nothing really to the scale uh, that I know drugs can hurt people. And so I sit here, I'm like, you privileged son of a bitch. Me. Because it's like, we're just so, we just, all we know is it's everything is relative to our own story and our own lives and what we're used to. So what could be a challenge for me might be the biggest success for somebody else. For sure. Because I'm just so used to this life that I live in. And something that is a challenge for you could be successful. It, it just, it can go so many ways, but it's just so eye-opening when you actually take the time and you ask people questions and you allow them to just speak yeah. and to share things like that. It's, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I just, uh, much respect, man. Appreciate because it. I, I, I can only imagine the amount of mental energy it has taken you to deal with that, compartmentalize it, and then say, now it's time to go focus on me. Yeah. Like, that's something I, like when you're saying, there's only so much I can do. I can keep offering help. That mindset is incredible because you're recognizing that, and it probably took you a long time to build that. You're recognizing there's only so much I can do, and at some point, I gotta go do my thing. I gotta yeah. go live my own life. I gotta, I gotta keep crushing it because if I keep focusing on something that I can't really control, you're never gonna make progress, and you're just, you're never actually gonna live a fulfilled life. For sure, that's what I mean. I feel the same kind of way because I'm just like life's life's about more than just like you know dropping everything and just you know starting drugs or something like a lot of my friends today even said like hey bro like your life was set up for failure like you should not be in the position you are in but you're only in the position you're in because you worked your ass off and you didn't fall down that um that staircase that your family has been through so it's kind of a cool thing to see like there's not very many of my family members that are successful a lot of my family has been um, you know, addicted to drugs or something like that. There's not very many of my, I think most of my siblings are either on drugs or have been on drugs. So, and I have a, I have an older, older sister, um, different one than I was just telling you about. And she's, she's the, the, uh, the event planner mm-hmm. and she's got her head on straight and we always talk and we're just like, you know, how, how are we the only ones that are just like, you know, level headed and got our shit together. It's kind of crazy. Like all of our other siblings just kind of like, fell down like a hole and we just kind of kept our shit together yeah so it you know i wish i wish no i wish nothing like that upon nobody Mm -hmm. but i think you are going to only continue to appreciate your success so much fucking more than people that are born into privileged situations because they've they'll never be able to level with something of like what you've been through. Yeah. Which for something that nobody deserves to go through, it actually puts you at an advantage because you've been, you've had these really low moments in situations where you had to fucking saddle up, buckle up and make shit happen for yourself. For sure, yeah. And then you have somebody who out, who maybe is born into money and you know, parents are just handing them everything. They're going to expect everything in their life to be handed to them on a fucking golden platter. That's why I'm almost like grateful for the situation I was put in because I don't feel like I'd be in the position I'm in today if it Mm. weren't for all those like troubled pastimes. Cause I feel like if everything's handed to me, I kind of would have like just been so keen on like just putting my hand out and being like, okay, what can I have more? Mm. But now it's just like, I was taught like 
if you want something, you go get it. Mm. That's it. There's no if, ands, or buts. I wasn't given much as a kid. You know, me and my grandma were we were broke. We were you know living off social security, you know, food stamps, the whole nine. Mm. Um, and if it weren't for that kind of stuff, I definitely wouldn't have like figured out like, hey, now I know I need to work to be successful because I only want the best for my future kids mm. or something like that. Because I don't want my kids growing up the way I did. Mm. It's just to put it in like a simple statement. Is your grandma still here today? Yeah, she is. What's her name? Marie. Marie. Grandma Marie. Yeah, I got I got Nana tattooed on my on my wrist. Let's give a shout out to Nana, Grandma Marie. Let's go for turning this man into the amazing individual that he is today. <laughs> shout out to you, Grandma Marie. You sound like a wonderful woman, and thank you for what you've done because it's very clear that uh, you've raised this man to uh, a very aspiring and fucking hungry individual yep yes that sir. is amazing man. shout out to shout out to nana shout out to nana shout out to nana man man beautiful yeah. let's do this is dude i feel like that was just the this is just the early part of the podcast bro we have so much that we're still gonna go <laughs> yeah. through so that, this is what i'm talking about yeah, this is yeah. the shit we need to hear yeah this is what sets this is what people need to hear man they yep. gotta hear where people come from. They got to hear how you got to this point in your life. Yeah. And that this shit just didn't snap, come to life, and now you're doing all this dope shit. Like, you, yeah. you had to go through some shit to get here. For sure. And I get a lot of DMs from kids a lot of, a lot of the times, like, oh, you're so lucky with Nelk, and like, like, how do I, you know, how do I do this? How do I, like, how do I get in this position? It's just like, dude, just put your head down and work. Like, just, if you want something, if anyone out there actually wants something, you can obtain anything you, you could ever dream of. Just put your head down and work towards it. Totally. Don't take anyone's bullshit. That's the one thing I've been like, even still to this day, like learning a lot to myself. Just like, don't take anyone's bullshit. Don't take anyone's judgment. If anyone laughs at you for what you're doing, tell them to go fuck themselves and just keep working. Mm. That's it. That's all you got to do is put your head down you and work. You got to put the blinders on, baby. Yeah. You got to get Straight to work. Up. Yep. Uh, when you can learn to do that, the sky's the limit. Oh it, God, it becomes yeah. less about will I ever do blank to the perspective changes to when will this happen? It's not a matter of if, it's just a matter of when. And yeah. so when you convince yourself and you continuously tell yourself, I'm going to be successful. It's it, the whole manifestation and, and saying like positive affirmations. I really believe in like, if you, you got to do that to start your day and remind yourself of like where you're headed, the goals that you're trying to reach. Um, you know, just being your biggest hype man or your biggest hype woman, that shit goes a long, long way. And that's going to be the biggest thing that when you hit those speed bumps or you get people talking shit on social media, you just ignore it. Yeah. When I get, I had somebody, you know, subtweet me like two weeks ago on Twitter and, uh, I just quote tweeted. They they said, yo, that dude, Bobby from Massachusetts is is a fucking clown. And I knew it was me because I had just posted a video the day before about talking about being from Massachusetts and like wanted to like, no matter where this world takes me, I'm always going to rep Massachusetts in my home. Yeah, yeah. And a homie of mine sent me that tweet. He's like, yo, is this dude talking about you? And the kid that tweeted about me was from our area. I don't personally know him. And I'm just like, I'm just operating at such a different level in my life right yeah. now that I literally quote tweeted that dude. And I, and I tweeted at him. I said, I said, hey man, respect the opinion. Uh, I'm not a big fan of putting this type of energy into the world. I'm mm-hmm. somebody that like, if I have something good to say, I'll say it. If not, I keep it to myself. For sure. But hey, you do your thing. I wish you nothing but a successful and healthy rest of your your year. Have a great day. Yeah. And it felt fucking good because I don't need that shit, bro. And I, wonder I don't how- have time and energy to to 
to give to your level where you're so caught up in you. You don't even know what you're doing. So you got to yep. put your nose into my business. Yep. You got to consume what I'm doing, formulate an opinion and post that shit to the world. Yeah. I don't got time for that, bro. Yeah, exactly. I'm working. I'm hustling. Yeah. So if you got some bad shit to say, I'm going to send a bunch of positivity back to you because I have empathy for you. You're somebody that needs to figure your shit out because you're so caught up in other people's business. You don't even have something you're focused on. Yeah. So that's from like, bro, all day. Send the, me that negativity. It's those type of people that are just focused on other people's doings and not their own shit. Totally. Like, just su- it, it sucks. But like, cer- I feel like certain people get it in the future and certain people don't. But the people that do understand like, what's the fucking point? No. Nah. What are you benefiting? Nothing. But they don't realize it because they're just, they're caught up in their own, Nothing. their own little world. That's just like, yep. oh yeah, let's just preach all this negativity. It's yep. like, what's that going to do? No. Nope. not going to do anything. Ain't got nothing time for that, baby. No. Ain't got nothing time that. for that. Hell no. All right. So what's, we got, we got a lot of stuff I still want to touch on. We, we barely scratched the surface, scratched the surface with Nelk. Um, what's been some of your most favorite projects that you've been a part with them? Um, it's got to be like our merch shoots and stuff like that. Mm, really? Like, yeah. I, so I, not even, the, not even the print. Do you, do you, is, uh, does it, is now I, I know like the team is probably scaled so much, but, um, somebody like yourself, are you still touching a lot of different things? Do you focus just on merch? Are you doing some of like the pranks? I do everything. Yeah, <laughs> of course. It's, I, I, I yeah. figured that's what it was. Cause I was just, it's cause I was one of the early people that were hired, like on the team, um, as one of like the, one of the main videographers. So I was kind of like. Now I'm in charge of like, you know, vlogging everything everywhere we go, always making sure like the camera's rolling and we got all that footage that we need for that day, whatever it may be. Um, when it comes to the pranks, like we have another guy we hired recently, his name's Jay, but we're kind of like slowly teaching him how to like shoot pranks on cameras because he was um, Salim the Dream's old videographer and he would they would just film a phone. So mm. now we like put a camera in his hand. We're like, okay, um, you got to have balls to shoot these pranks because people, <laughs> yeah, people get pissed and they will fight you. So <laughs> oh, I've seen some yeah. of these, bro. Some of so, this footage, bro, yeah, is fucking it's, gnarly, it's some, bro. Some of our shit is fucked up. Yeah. <laughs> it is crazy. <laughs> it is fucking wild. <laughs> but that's the thing. You got you to gotta have balls when you shoot these pranks. So like this, this kid, Jay, he's got balls. And we're like, hey, I don't give a fuck if you don't know how to use this camera. <laughs> I'll teach you because you don't give a shit. You'll you'll point it at people even if, even if they're about to punch you. So it's those type of people we need on this team. But yeah, I I shoot the pranks. I shoot um anytime we go out for like you know, you know a night at a club or a party. Like I'm shooting all that stuff, B-roll, vlog, and just like have my hands in like I feel like twenty to a thousand different pockets or something like that. Yeah. It's kind of crazy. But you probably like. I bet that that keeps it. Uh, it probably keeps it fun because there's you're using even though it's all creative. There's a different creative part of your brain like when if you're out shooting at the clubs like that's just constant flow of like anything everything is happening versus yeah if you're doing a creative shoot for the clothing line like that's a whole different creative process so i would imagine doing a bunch of different buckets is probably good because it's balancing you all out instead of just getting burnt out of shooting the same vlog every yeah time you guys i feel like out. if i was doing like merch shoots constantly like over and over and over again totally. i'd probably get burnt out you're 100 percent right so it is kind of cool that like it's like a different dynamic when like I'm shooting merch or like we're going out to a party and I got to get B-roll that night or it's like, oh, let's get vlog footage this night or a merch shoot or a prank. Like just making sure you're in like, you know, all these different avenues of like film for one YouTube channel is kind of cool because mm. I'm not getting completely just like 
ran dry of just like, oh, I'm over this prank. Totally. I don't want to shoot this anymore. Totally. Or something like that. So it is kind of cool. So is there is there any favorite pranks that come to mind? It doesn't have to be like top, like it's the favorite oh, one, yeah. but like some, are there some that easily? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't know if, I don't know if anyone's listening or if you have um, seen our wine tour. Um, I probably have, I've, I've tried to like skip around a bunch just to make yeah. sure I have high level context, but give so me some context. Our fans are personal favorites. Was this of recent? Our... Actually, was the wine one recent? No, our no. wine, our last wine one was in Italy. We've done two. We've done one in Napa <laughs> and one in Italy. Okay. Yeah. Pretty fucked. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, those are just like guerrilla style run and gun shooting. There's no prank cameras. It's just me with a vlog camera and the boys just go absolutely insane. And I'm, I'm not, it's like, it's cool. Cause like, we're also like in it too. Like in the videos, like Kyle says, like, all right, boys, like the videographers got to get drunk. Like <laughs> no, no need for a, for a sober videographer during these type of shoots. So me and Austin are usually like shooting those and we're just getting drunk with the whole team and just like, just absolutely cre- like creating mayhem for these wine tours. Wow. So it's fun. And like, I don't know, we've had some fucked up shit happen during those wine tours. Oh, I bet. Um, it's like those run and gun style videos. We just did another one that was like, um, um, we did a prank on like a, a Bigfoot enthusiast. Bro. Uh, did you watch that one? Bro. <laughs> yeah. Bro. <laughs> so many people thought that was fake. So many people. Really? Yeah. They thought the old guy. That... They, they were like, you guys hired an actor. No, come on. And I'm just like, dude, if we did, I don't even think the actor could have done as good as this guy did. The, it was real to a T. Like I was, the whole time I was shooting, I was just like, <laughs> No fucking way. This is not happening. None of this Dude, is they happening. They had to take off their shirt and like hug yeah, them. Like, bro, like, I'm telling you, like, and, and this and this character development before this video was so crazy because it was literally Kyle and Salim in this car talking about like, what can we do? Like, let's like, let's like give Salim a character. Like, your name is going to be Rafiki and you're going to be like, like a, like a sensitive, like, like you'll get scared at certain points, be like, huh, like you know, like that type of shit. And then he's just like, oh, it's all. Let's also have you be deaf, like <laughs> as a side note. And the character was crazy. Yeah, that sold the whole bit. Yeah, it was so funny. Well, dude, this is what I love. People are seeing the product, but they're not even thinking about the creative process behind the scenes of like the conversations that you guys are all like. This is not just like. It's just all these guys are just running. Yeah. It's not, that it, it is running gun, but the fact that you guys are like talking this through and like thinking it through each character. Yeah. Literally, these guys are actors. Kyle's yeah. an, like Salim's an actor. Kyle's an actor. Like because they can play that character for, for sure. this skit, and it's yeah. incredible. Yeah, it's absolutely crazy. And the lead up to that was so crazy too, because like we're we have a producer and he's uh, based in Canada, and we're like talking to him. We're like, hey, we need like a Bigfoot enthusiast. You got to find someone in this area in Portland. And um, he's sending us all these people like this guy knows this, this guy knows that. We're on the phone with like all these people trying to get a tour. And um, it's like sounding bad. It's like Saturday. We post on Monday. And I'm like, we're all like shaking. We're like, what are we going to do? We have no video. We only have like, you know, crap so far. So we're just like, how are we going to like finesse this video? And um, Kyle was just like, we have to make this like Bigfoot video go crazy. So we were like doing all this stuff to like try to hype it up. We went, me and like a couple of the assistants, we drove to like some random forest put one of our assistants in this giant bigfoot costume and we were like got an iphone clip of him walking through the forest to send to news stations so like the hype around like portland area like oh there's a bigfoot he's around here just so this bigfoot enthusiast that we we're trying to work with saw that 
it didn't end up going on the news, but we tried Damn. to. We sent it to like every news outlet. Wow. None of them took it, but it looked like a legit video. I can show it to you after. Like, yeah, we it looks it. legit. It's so funny. So <laughs> funny. But yeah, so much work behind the scenes. And then like finally, like we hit, we hit with this one guy and then um, our producer's like, I think this is the guy. Like he's been doing this for 20 plus years. He believes like Bigfoot is real. And um, <laughs> we think this could be like a potentially good guy. And we're like, okay, like talk to him on the phone for like five minutes and then we're like okay fuck it let's just run it let's just like show up and see if he actually like is a believer and we showed up and he was a believer yeah like, he was a bigfoot enthusiast oh yeah he knew everything yeah yeah he was like a perfect person for it oh my god it doesn't get much better like it does not get much better it was crazy Salim's good man oh my his god videos yeah. of the oh yeah like, the moaning in people's ears bro, it's so funny shit <laughs> oh yeah. my god yeah, yeah. dude and it, his ability to keep a straight face yeah he's he's like even keel yeah they, these people turn around literally like want to beat this shit out and he's just straight <laughs> face just straight stare face. straight at him yeah dead stares him straight in the eyes he's crazy with it yeah when he when he films like and he knows like what character he has to portray he'll fully he's shut good. off he's yeah. just ready to go yeah full, he'll fully shut off and just become that character it wow. is hilarious he's he's one of the funniest people because before we signed him um, we were kind of like talking with him, and I was like watching his videos. I was crying because oh, I had, see, I didn't know he. So he's he previously was already doing his own YouTube stuff. He wasn't doing YouTube, but he was like big. He was pretty big on IG. I think he had like nine hundred fifty k at the wow. time, and he was he was blowing up. Like his shit was dope. Like his pranks were hilarious. And then um, eventually we got him on our team, and now now his shit's been just going crazy. Wow. Like, yeah, he is funny. He comes up with funny ideas. You guys are still delivering every single Monday, even through COVID. You guys are still delivered for the most part? Except when we're on, we're on our breaks. Like right now, we're just like on our like one month break. So we're not oh, posting great. right now. So what, we, so what inspires that to do a break? Oh, we just, we just run dry. Like two months of on the road, just yeah. like filming constant, constantly like every day. It's just like our whole team is just gassed after totally. two months. So then now we've you know, done this system where like we take, we do our merch drop the last day of the, or the last Monday of our tour. Um, and then we take a month off and then we like reset, you know, get things in play, you know, start like scheduling videos and stuff like that. And then we jump right back into it for another two months. And then we have our another, uh, like another merch drop at the end of those two months. So it's pretty much two months on one month off, two months on one month off. Yeah. But it didn't always used to be like that. Used I to think be every Monday, probably. It used to be every Monday for like, I think we did like I don't know. I couldn't even tell you like did like 16 videos in a row. Mm. And I, just, I was just like gassed. I was like, when do we stop? Like, well, yeah, you because know? I think when you're trying to grow and trying to prove a point, not even just in the YouTube world, but just in general, because I've dealt with this in my own past, like podcasting experience and getting burnt out. You just, when you're trying to grow and prove to the world, this thing that you want to build, you know, the only way to do that is by continuously executing. And so that yeah. if there's ever a time you don't show up and deliver, which for you guys would be that Monday video, you think you're not growing or you're letting the community down or mm -hmm. you're not making progress. But in reality, sometimes those breaks, which I'm sure you guys have all found, allows you to come back even sharper and allows yeah. you guys to think bigger and, you know, bring bigger ideas to the table. But if you continuously are just chasing every six days that new video, you're never going to grow the actual production because it's always this like run and gun six yeah. days out. It's nice to have a break and like reset and get a fresh head and then come up with some ideas. Cause even though we say like we get a one month break for like anyone who's listening, like that doesn't understand like how we work. Like we don't really stop. It's like totally. still like 
like we say like yeah we're taking a month break off but it's all pre-planning all pre-production totally. you know setting up like dates for our next march drops you know solidifying solidifying designs and we're also starting like a few other things now we're like doing like a nelk seltzer and we're also Whoa. doing. Whoa, like, is that does public know about that yet? Or is that yeah, yeah, we've teased? we've posted it to our story before. Oh, but that's massive. Yeah, we just started a new seltzer brand called Happy Dads. Um, massive hasn't been out yet. We've just, we've just been like taste testing a lot of seltzers, so we're trying to figure out like what's going to be the best. And then we're also doing like um like a weed thing with mm. like we're going to start like our own like weed like brand. I guess it's just going to be like you know joints, pre rolls, you know, just kind of the the whole nine like little cartons of nugs and stuff like that. So it's going to be pretty crazy. Like this is, this is the month we've been like, okay, like let's get all these things into play. Merch is doing good. Now let's, you know, pour some money back into the seltzer, into the weed and into like, you know, full send girls or yeah. And full send fitness, stuff like that. So it was probably two weeks ago. You guys were in New Jersey at the house. Yeah. So I'm fucking, you know, minding my business, scrolling through social media I don't know if it was Kyle's page or if it was the Nelk page, but a video pops up in my feed and I always get fucking hyped when I see something related because I know it's going to be hilarious. And so it's a clip of you guys all in the New Jersey house and the Jersey shore house. Mm -hmm. You guys are all fired up about like, yo, it was like 150 K people literally sitting on the website waiting for the drop to come. And then somebody goes and opens the door and I see like, I don't know, five like police cars and there's like 500. So it was like, you could tell the energy inside the house. Like you guys are all fired up and it felt like it, it just, it felt so crazy that door opens and then there's 500 people and there's yeah. police. Cause I, I didn't know the context yet. I hadn't seen like Instagram stories yet. I didn't realize like there was a lot of hype at the Jersey shore. Cause you guys were there. Yeah. But, uh, I was like, this is unbelievable. The amount yeah. of people that pulled up just to, see you guys and to to be part of that and then you then also have 150k people waiting online the merch i'm really curious just to kind of get like your thoughts on it just like full send like why what other than obviously people love the content it's fucking cracking people up it's hilarious you guys do some reckless shit i don't have the balls to do 99 (laughs) percent of that stuff but why why do you think people are buying full send what what is that what does full send mean to you i don't know i mean to me personally, I don't know, it just means like do whatever you do to the best of your abilities and don't kind of don't don't ever look back. Just mm. don't even think twice. Um but yeah, like the the brand itself is just like people love it cuz it's just like obviously it's like so tied in with like the YouTube channel. It's like our fans kind of have like a connection to us cuz like it's almost like we talk to them as like, "Yo, what's up, boys? How are you?" like mm. stuff like that. So like I feel like we've we've built so much of a connection with our fans so they're just they fuck with us so heavy like everywhere we go it's just all love from our Mm -hmm. fans like we didn't post a single story saying we were going to new jersey and when we show up to the jersey shore house there's already like five six fans outside waiting and we're like how like like just me personally i was like how do you guys know we're here and they were just like oh we just heard over like social media that you guys were coming here and I think it's because we bought a billboard in Seaside um, and kind of like just put our, our marketing on there. And like kids saw that because I think someone posted on their story and then it just kind of f- spread around. Uh... So the minute we posted a story, more and more fans started showing up. And then by by the time like nighttime hit, we had 2,000 kids outside. 2,000? 2, 2,000 kids outside. Originally, 
because we had talked to Seaside Police beforehand. We were like, hey, we're coming to New Jersey in a couple of days. We're going to need some police officers around our house. We'll pay you guys whatever it costs just to like make sure we're safe because we don't know if like this shit's going to blow up. You guys have to do that every time you travel? We usually roll with security now. We have to. There's no other way. Like We just get, we just get so bombarded. So you literally call the city police and say, hey, we're this YouTube group. Or obviously whoever the assistant is or management is. And they say, yeah, we're a YouTube group. We cause... We Chaos. do pranks. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. Bring in the SWAT team. We're going to need them all. It, yeah. It was, it was almost pretty much like that. But, no, but we, we, we only hired two uh, police officers on in the beginning. We had two police officers and our two personal security. Mm. And we're just like, okay, this should be enough. Hopefully. <laughs> no. We ended up having four different precincts from surrounding cities come. And we had probably, I would say, close to like 30 cops just trying to contain these kids. Wow. It was fucked. Like, I could not believe, like, the amount of, like, people that showed up that day. And they were just, like, obviously getting reckless. Like, kids getting, like, way too out of hand. Just getting, like, dropped in our front, like, literally our front steps trying to get up to the door and shit like that. And, um, yeah, it was just, like, something out of a movie. Like, yeah. never would expect that type of shit to happen. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm curious, like, obviously for like Kyle or Steve, you know, these are like just in general, Kyle, Steve, Jesse, the, the front runners, you could say, are like the main faces, right? Mm-hmm. It, like, it's probably a cool thing in the moment. Like you got all these people out front. It's like, it's like, a, it's, it's, it is a, it is a pat on the back of everyone at Nelk. Like we built this fan base, we built this community, like people support us. But then at some point I feel like that's got to get like so obnoxiously annoying because you're just like, I can't even like, chill at this house right now without hearing and dealing with all this bullshit so how how are these guys dealing with this obviously this growth of this channel and and uh you know people like yourself who obviously i think people know who you are and you're associated with them but you can fly a little bit more under the radar than obviously people like them who are yeah. the front and the face of it but how have they adjust how have they been in those environments when you have um, two thousand people up front people are fucking screaming yeah you guys can't even just chill and have dinner you have to deal with all this craziness yeah it's definitely i I see it from like their perspective i definitely get that it's frustrating but like at the end of the day we do love our fans like yeah that's that's what makes like you know nelk run but um sometimes when it's just like you know us chilling having dinner and like you know all of a sudden we post one story and then we have 30 kids outside it's just like that's when it, like I could tell in their face they're just like fuck man we just, we just want to eat mm. we just want to have like a relaxing like dinner but we've been more grounded on like okay no phones no social media certain places we can't yeah. be posting here or there just because we don't want a little snippet everybody's gonna be like yo yeah, I think they're it's here it's crazy like even if I posted a story like if you know if we're traveling especially when we're traveling because that's when it's all hype and someone that following me sees that story they'll send it to their friends and then they all show up. So now it's just like no longer like Nobody's can they posting. just post like even like videographers no posting like editors wow. no posting assistants no posting like just in case like that one fan does see it and then they spread it around to their friends. Wow. So it is like a it is cra- our fan base is crazy like they find us wherever we go <laughs> they find yeah it is wild it's something I've never seen before. And there's got to be a lot of moments too that even when you guys aren't posting, like you guys pull up somewhere to, a, I think there was a recent video, you guys were at a gas station, I think when you guys were heading on this recent tour, mm-hmm. 
fucking the, you guys are filling up gas in the middle of nowhere and like four guys pull up and like they were yeah. freaking out like yo yeah we're, we're huge fans and they acted like steve wasn't in the van then steve came out of the van and they're like holy shit like, yeah, going yeah. Crazier. i don't know it is wild like seeing that stuff is so crazy it's just like it's it's dope though it's like from my point of view i think like oh that's so cool but it's just like i'm like but they can't go anywhere they can't yeah. go anywhere without being recognized like no matter where we go like fans will, will find us and now we drive like when we're on the road we drive like a sprinter van mm-hmm. and we wrapped it and we put full send on the side which i think it was probably a mistake mm. so it's they subtle look though out. it's subtle though it's very subtle we th- and we thought we thought it was subtle yeah because it's like black on black full send yeah and now it's fire though i, I get it the sick. branding is like you want to like you yeah. want to rep your brand yeah imagine if we put like a giant white full send well, imagine like, when you get an actual tour bus style shit you know what i'm yeah. saying like molt but the but the problem is you're you're it's, putting a target on yeah. your van because now it's like clear. Yeah, this is the full sun van. Yeah, because now fans look for that yeah. when they know we're in a state, they'll they'll look for that totally. van. And now it's just such a you're dead giveaway. Yeah, we're asking for it essentially, just like we were in um we we're in Illinois. I don't know if you saw. Oh, we didn't we didn't actually post any of this footage, but um, uh, we we're in Illinois and um, it was such a casual night. It was a weird debating on whether like we wanted to even do anything because we were just stopping in Illinois for a night and then leaving the next morning. And we're all kind of like sitting at dinner. We're like, okay, um, what do we want to do? And um, we're all like, should we like go to this college and see if we can get some footage? Like, I don't know. Like, and then and then Kyle's like, maybe we can bring some like some flags and just give it to some of the like fraternities or sororities. And I was just like, okay, yeah, like let's just do it. Nothing. Like I was like, like there's gonna be nothing that's gonna happen. So we go, we bring one security guard because we're just like, it's probably not going to be anything crazy. And I feel like the whole town shut down and just f- tried to find us. It was like, it was the most insane experience I've ever dealt with in, in my life. And it's just like, we walked into like one fraternity house and all of a sudden, like we look around us and there's like, you couldn't see the road. Like there was so many kids oh, surrounding man. us and I'm just like, holy shit. Our security guard had his fucking night cut out for him. That's oh, for sure. I bet. Yeah. Well, dude, you guys are all at. So I think Kyle's twenty six. Steve, yep. well, I'm twenty six, so that I know. I, I I know. I feel what I'm about to say. It, it, I feel comfortable if, if I was in issues. Mm-hmm. Steve's just turned twenty two. I think. Steve's twenty two. Jesse's a little bit older. He's like twenty seven. He's twenty seven. Yeah. You're twenty five, mm-hmm. and then obviously there's a team of other people. You guys are at that age where it's still it's like acceptable to be like run through a college campus and raging. It's like you're in your twenties. It's like, it's fine. Obviously if you get, if you were in your like mid thirties, probably it might get a little weird. Cause it's like you guys are in your third. It could just be taken the wrong way. Yeah. Um, but I'm just like, dude, imagine being, I'm 26. So it's like, you're just rolling up and people are just going fucking madness just to see you guys or like want to rage with you guys. And it's yeah. like the, it's like a, per, like the perfect, the, age for all of you guys to be going through this like crazy growth period because it's just acceptable to be doing this sh- i mean the pranks i'm not here to back the pranks because i know there's a lot of shit people are like legal shouldn't be doing this causing trouble blah yeah. blah blah but the media puts us in such a bad light too. there's been a lot of stuff recently too i a was lot i've of been stuff, seeing like, a lot of bad just what i was telling you like the illinois thing yeah like, yeah, yeah, yeah like the oh media, yeah that's what yeah that the media bashed totally. us and they said like we threw a party in um in illinois at like the college campus and that we we just we just showed up that was all we did and then of course the media is going to go online and like 
the mayor's talking and about it's also us. also the like, college that wants to make sure that it's not them. Yeah. It wasn't their students. Exactly. Nobody else is going to. Th- so, of course, we're going to take the hit on that. And then, like, I don't know, blows up on social media. Then all yeah. these other, like, you know, YouTube news outlets are just like, no, boys, throw a party in, like, Illinois or New Jersey. Like, New Jersey did the same thing. Like, mm-hmm. all these fans that were outside are just like, it's the highlight was like, no, boys, throw massive party at the Jersey Shore house. And it's like, not the case. It's all fake news. Clickbait. Yeah, it's just clickbait at the end of the day and but it's, annoying. it's gonna, just what we got to do you're gonna with. deal with that for the rest of this career with, yeah with it's, them it's not gonna die out nope. anytime soon you it's gotta just, just gonna embrace it now yeah so you just gotta embrace it but we're also like we're at least we're not like um we're like a, a rated r youtube channel so like our fans don't give a fuck they're not like yeah. oh you should be wearing masks and like covid like they're just like they don't care as much so they're just like whatever yeah, yeah. like that's funny that's funny to them. It's it, there's one thing I've learned about content and just in general, even if this is like building a business, it doesn't even matter. There's a market for everything. Yeah. So if you're clicking in, you don't like this content, keep it moving. Yeah, exactly. It's just not made for you. That's why our fan base is our fan base for a reason. Totally. Yeah. But the beauty in it, there's always a market for something. For sure. There's people yeah. out there that have YouTube channels showing how to play a piano and they have hundreds of thousands of subscribers. There's people like you guys who do these comedy skits and pranks hunt millions of subscribers there's uh like we were talking about earlier a yes theory group they're all about seeking discomfort millions of subscribers there's always a market you just gotta have you have to find the right people and the right people gotta find you and then that community just kind of grows and grows and grows very true yeah that is true do you live at the actual at the full send house yeah how many people live in that house jesus um too many yeah too many it's been it's so nuts that's the only reason why i didn't say come to my house because i was like <laughs> probably, we probably have people come knocking on your door dude, like assistants just, knocking on my door someone's yeah. playing beer pong outside you know two people are working out blasting music oh like, yeah it's it, it like, would have been gnarly yeah our chef's like great guy but he's just like blasting like he's like a jamaican <laughs> or he's like i think he's jamaican or something like that but yeah, he's like it would have been gnarly we would not yeah. have this peace and quiet no, with the fucking like, birds chirping you don't know how good this feels oh, like yeah. just just to get peace and quiet is just yeah. like is rare like it's it's not a thing in our house it's just mayhem constantly like every night regardless of what time it is like it's just like music blasting like someone's getting drunk but yeah we have probably i think like 13 14 people living in the house right now wow so it's an eight bedroom house so um it it fits a lot of people but we have like four of our back end guys living with us too and um back end as in what um one of them's our full send fitness like designer um one's our full send outdoors designer um the other one's our manager and the other one is our product developer so they all share Holy the shit you guys got a fucking team bro. yeah yeah it's crazy we have a massive team right now it's actually wild but they all share the this um the theater room um so they they're all in that room and then everyone else is kind of like spread out th- throughout the house obviously like steve has his own room um kyle jesse their own rooms um our other videographer austin his own room i have my own room downstairs um our social media guy has his own room jay and salim they sleep uh they share a room downstairs beds, right yeah i seen a recent video i think salim <laughs> yeah. was saying dump water on his ass yeah like like, <laughs> yeah god damn. yeah so we have a we have a massive you know load of people who live in the house which is it's just mayhem constantly so but it's cool i, I definitely cannot complain so do you, and do you guys ever get people actually showing up at the house do people know the address? Oh, always, yeah. Every always. time I feel like a lot recently. This weekend, anybody? 
Or I wasn't. Outside? I actually wasn't here this weekend, so okay. I would. I, I don't know. Okay, but, okay. Um, even when I was leaving today, or no, no, when I got back from because I just I was just in the bay. But I, when I got back, I drove up to my house and there was a girl like just like waiting outside, just like trying by to wait. herself. Yeah, just like trying to like leave a note, and she was just like she looked at me and she was like, "Oh my god, like can can I give you this? How to old give to the you boys? guess? I don't know, like 20, 21. She was trying to leave a note. What did you, did you bring it up or did you read the note? What did I just yeah I brought it in. I was just like, hey, is a girl like to Jesse? I was like, hey, is a girl that want to leave a note Here. for Jesse specifically? Or no, just no, for I think it was boys. just for Nelk in general. But yeah, people drop off packages all the time. Like, like usually when I walk outside, I feel like ninety percent of the time there will be somebody outside just like chilling. Or like there's been kids like holding flags and like group of kids just like we've had parties and like fans have been just trying to like come in or something like that. It's just like oh my god. There's never like there's never a dull moment. Like car like I'll I'll leave my house and like I'll notice like a car is following me, and I'm like I'm going to get groceries. Like like there's no point. Holy like, it's just, like, shit! It's just wild. It's just absolutely insane. Yeah, I mean, dude, with that with a tight community like that i'm sure there's people both man and male and females that will do anything to try to get the attention oh yeah of the team yeah it's actually crazy it is it is a wild fan base that we have we i mean we we absolutely love it but it's it's a lot at times there's no there's no secrecy anymore it's it's always we're out in the open now wow yeah i mean even just when i when you guys did the recent drop and then even today i was just like clicking around the website it's uh it's amazing how much merch there is that you yeah. guys are offering from like jerseys to fitness gear shout out to the shorts you brought me today i'm fucking stoked to wear yeah. those. you'll Thank love you. those those are sick um there's like swimsuits there's i mean there's like all these things i'm like i didn't even know i, I could potentially need this but if i'm yeah if i'm like in, in the community and i'm all in this is shit that people want to buy stuff for their license plate yeah it's all i mean we have accessories we're trying to like build this thing that's kind of like we don't want to become like a zoomies. We want to like branch this into like something that's supreme. So mm. like we've really been like focusing this this hardcore month that's like our break on like higher quality um, clothing. So whether that may be like, you know, more or less like designer type like jackets or like jean jackets with like stitch prints and like mm. just really go like that next level with high quality like gear. So we're not just like. Of course, we're still gonna have like the graphic tees and stuff like those. Like the, that stuff, that stuff's still so dope. But now we're gonna like up our quality and go crazy with like this next drop, and it's gonna be like you know the high ticketed items are gonna be like exclusive. Like yeah, you're if you're gonna get this, you're gonna have only one chance, and it's it's a hot item, so it's gonna go. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, it's massive. It's uh, you guys too. I've I've been seeing recently. Uh, there's a couple people I follow on Twitter that are just very in tune to just like the youtube creator space and they like write up journal like they write up blogs on just like what's happening in real time and i've seen a lot of credit go towards nelk kind of being the leaders in the of of like this next paywall for content mm -hmm. which i think the closest thing anybody has ever seen before would be patreon but you're still it's not your platform it's somebody else's platform that you're yeah. taking a percentage What's the story behind like this Nelk paywall and how long ago did that start and what's been like some of the benefits? How did that come to life? Yeah, Kyle, I think, um, well, they did their first merch shop like years and years ago. Um, started, Nelk started what, 2015? Yeah, they've been around for almost six years. Wow. So they've been around for a while. They were, they were hustling and grinding even before I was even on the team. Like they've been doing this for time. So it's been a while. Same concept, pranks, crazy ass shit. Yeah, same thing. Gnarly. Yeah, just 
super, super insane content. Same thing that we're doing today. Now we just have higher budgets to do stuff. So it's definitely cool to see that. But yeah, they did their first merch drop like a, a really long time ago. And um, I remember from what I was told, they didn't have the money to, to front their first merch drop. So I think Kyle's parents fronted them the money. They, they fronted uh, Kyle and Jesse the money to do their first merch drop. And I think it was like a hoodie and a tee. That was it. And it sold quick, like sold out. And I think that's when like the light switched and they were like, oh shit, we can make money off this. Like we could actually like fund this like YouTube channel because they're not making dirt from YouTube. YouTube mm. doesn't pay us a single dollar. So how recently did they stop demonetizing you guys? They fully demonetized us, Jersey Shore House. Oh, really? Yeah. So after, or no, yeah, Illinois House or Illinois College Trip. So fully took us off anything, not not getting paid a single dollar, which it's it wasn't a big deal because like we we weren't getting paid much from them regardless. But now we officially make zero dollars from YouTube, and um. Can they still run ads on your? Do they have the right to do that? Yeah. It's kind of fucked up. Yeah, but we because as a creator, I can choose not to run ads, mm -hmm. and then I'm not getting paid, but they're not allowed to run ads on top of mine. So we use a lot of copyright music. So regardless, I oh. think they're going to run ads to pay that. Um, totally. Yeah. That, that, over, that overrides it. Yep. Yeah. So, and that's why like we weren't, we literally like every, every video was demonetized just because we're using like Kid Leroy or Drake or something like that. So, cause we don't care about the money on you YouTube. You gotta get Drake in a video. Yeah. Oh, it's going to happen <laughs> soon. It's going to happen. <laughs> I believe that. He followed us recently. Pivot too, dude. Oh my God. Pivoting. Light oh, I moment. know. He fucks with us. Oh, yeah. bro. We were talking to... um. He could house you guys at the fucking... It is new crib in Toronto, oh, I know. dude. Yeah. He it, got it, the bedrooms. It would be crazy. But yeah, Carnage linked us with him. and um, No big deal. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, Carnage linked us. Yeah. Lucky and um, he, showed, um, he showed Drake a bunch of our videos and then Drake uh, followed us that same day. And he was like... Did you guys go crazy? Yeah. Did oh my God. That was like... Nuts? Yeah, we were fucking... We were ecstatic. We were like, what the fuck? Like, this is crazy. And then like, yeah, I don't know that like, that was like a huge stepping stone. We're like, whoa, like whenever someone follows us that we're like big on, we end up meeting with 90, 99% of the time. Yeah. So that's going to, it's going to happen in the future. I don't know. You're going to hear folks, yeah. first folks, yeah. when this does happen in like six months, I'm going to come back, cut this clip, post this social by yo, we had this shit <laughs> yeah. documented. Finally met with them. Yeah. Just like the whole, um, the six, nine situation, like. Bro, that was that was fucking. I when you yeah. guys, I saw you guys were linked with him. I was like, holy shit! And that was that was so wild. So we linked with him twice now. Were you? you obviously, you were there for that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Both times it was he, so. Is he real deep security? Oh my god, yeah. How many people? Like he has at least seven security with him. Seven. Yeah, like big, just like the biggest dudes you've ever seen in your life. Like I'm just like, whoa! Like he does not. Fuck did you guys him. have to go through something to then like actually have him cut? Like, did they send security ahead of time to scout anything, or was it? No, they kind of all like. So the first video we did with him, they all kind of just like rolled up together. Um, but he didn't get out of the car. They got out and like kind of like all they all split into different areas. One came over, talked to us, made sure we were all good, and the others like checked the perimeter. Are we talking around like like uh, like SWAT style type security. Yeah, like oh guns guns like hip guns like guns on their leg like they don't fuck around and they and they made sure they told us like like they were just like i was i, mean, I remember asking like because uh kyle was talking to six nine in the car before we were shooting kind of giving him the rundown of what we were doing and i was like do you mind if i go in the car and film this and then security's like he's just like no 
He's like, don't you dare step foot in that car. He's like, you guys are going to listen to me and do everything that I like tell you to do. And he's like, and if you, and if you do not comply with my orders, we're going to have a huge problem. And you're going to find out soon what I'm, what I'm talking about. I'm like, Jesus. I'm like, holy fuck. And he's just like, he's like, and he like, he's made sure like, he's like, no phones. If I see a phone out, I'm personally going to break in half. Like they don't fuck around. Wow. So it's, yeah, it's wild. It's, it's such a wild process. But yeah, I remember we were like jokingly talking about it because it was, it was Steve's birthday coming up and we were just like, what do we get Steve? Cause like he's obviously got the money to get whatever he would ever want. And so we're just like figuring out like, what, what can we surprise him with? And I was like, dude, we got to surprise him with like someone he loves. And I was just like, I, I recommended like trailer park boys cause he loves trailer park boys. And then Kyle recommended like, what about six, nine? And I was just like, I don't know. We could reach out to our producer, see what he can do and kind of like work from there. So our producer reached out to trailer park boys, didn't go through cause of like the COVID situation. And then I think it was just like right place, right time for six, nine, cause his album was coming out. And we said, um, we ended up connecting with him and we said, we'd like, you know, boost his album, like throw it on our page and shit. And he was just like, okay, yeah, let's do a video. And we we're like, what the fuck? Like, wow, it was crazy. <clears throat> like, so yeah, we, we ended up flying back to LA for a day, shot the video, went great. It was funny as fuck. And then, um, I think two weeks later we met up with him in New York which is like I saw that. Which was like even more sketchy, like to 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 see him. No, just like in New York with six oh, yeah. nine, like that's where his, like that's his heart, that's his home. Yeah, where <laughs> like he's probably like the most you know wanted. Uh, yeah, hot for so that. But it, everything was everything was smooth. Same kind of situation. Um, sat down with him at dinner. It was super weird too because I'm I'm sitting like at the edge of the table and he's sitting right next to me, like we're like this. I'm like, what the fuck is going on? Like, this is weird. This is not normal. Wait, Just, so is this scary a little bit more lighter at this point? No, they're still hard as fuck. Really? Yeah. Like, they go hard. Like, two of them went up to the to where we were sitting. Because we had, like, a kind of like a private room area. Mm-hmm. And they went up first just to make sure, like, scout the whole restaurant, check the area that we were sitting, and made sure, like, nobody... like There's nobody that's out of pocket, out yeah, of place. Yeah. So, they kind of, like, they do their, their thing beforehand. Um and then like we kind of all just sat down just like um had dinner and it was just like just i was like this is weird just casually taking shots with six nine it's not normal Holy like this shit. is so weird and um six, yeah fun fact six nine has never tried beer really <laughs> yeah only liquor yeah he only likes tequila i ordered a beer this was uh, i'll remember this like till i die this is so weird i ordered a beer and he looks at me and he's just like he's like what's that taste like and i'm just like he never had beer and he's just like he's like nah it's like tequila i'm just like i was like try it and he's just like nah i'm not really like a beer guy and i'm like well you never tried it and he's just like he's like nah fuck that off tequila <laughs> like oh what I'm like this is so weird what this the is fuck? random story but it's just that's it crazy i'm so surprised i never tried it i feel like people beer is just like one of those that's a stepping yeah. stone i think i i know definitely tried beer before i ever tried liquor yeah so i, I guess like it's just working your i way guess up. he's just not a big drinker because he really didn't he doesn't really like drink too often like mm. it was just like when it whenever he's like of course he's with us he knows we're like fucking alcoholics full yeah, yeah, yeah so like he's just like okay yeah like i'm gonna have a drink with the nelk boys so it was it was pretty cool still so surreal still weird to me wow yeah yeah wild experience yeah i mean you're gonna just continue to have these crazy experiences with these yeah big ass celebrities and people like you said if anybody follows the Nelk account and 99% chance you guys end up do meeting with these people it's like yeah champagne poppy's coming next it's oh, like it's gonna happen i mean we've met with some crazy people so 
And whenever it's, it's always like Kyle's vision too. Whenever he thinks something's going to happen, mm. it's going to happen. Mm. Like he knows we're going to meet up with champagne poppy. Eventually when's, it's going to happen. When's the Nelk boys podcast going to come dude. So, and we've, we've posted on our story so I could talk about it. We've had a podcast built for the longest time. So what's the, what's the problem? We're just too on the road. Yeah. Like we need to be grounded for like, you know, at least six months in LA, like when everything opens back up and we can actually like shoot pranks here and stuff. But it's just like, we've had this nice podcast built. Like we built a whole set in our house, like a whole set. It looks like a bar built. We basically poured all this money into building a bar in our house. Super sick set. Um, we have all the camera gear, all the audio gear. We have everything set in stone, ready to go. It's just, we're home for, you know, three weeks. And then we route. Then it's just like, okay, what are do we going to do? Do you know what the concept would be? Or they just have the set ready to go. So then that way it it's, can be. There is, there is somewhat of a concept. We're going to have like, obviously like guest speakers. Like, so um, it's going to, it's called casuals presented by full send. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just like, you know, when you're having a casual. Totally. Like, yeah. So great idea. Great so concept. Whenever we have somewhere or someone on like, say Post Malone's on like one of the podcasts, um, it's just going to be like you know, all the boys just sitting, chilling and just having a casual talking about bullshit, wow. no structure, just go kind of like the same thing yeah, you're doing right now. Just totally. like, just, just have a good conversation. Yeah. But yeah, that's a, it's such a, such a casual thing. Like, yo, you want to grab a beer, Yeah, grab a beer and then you start talking. You just never know where that conversation is yeah. going to lead you to. And we have so much cool stuff that like all these ideas that we had like made, cause now we have like this, um, we have like all these alarms, like under the table and all these alarms, like like on the walls and then like a big sign that like flickers, but like there's a button you push while on the podcast and it's called shoddy o'clock. <laughs> and then regardless who you are on that podcast, you you're shotgunning you're either. It. If you're not an alcoholic person or whatever, you're, you're drinking a, you know, a LaCroix. Yeah. You're shotgunning that LaCroix. I love that. So it's just like every Dude, guest. The concept's money. Yeah. Like it's, it, it would and be, the branding would, already sounds like it's already lined up. It's going to be crazy when we actually like ground ourselves and like figure like, okay, totally. we're going to be here for a little bit. So then we'll like get the podcast going, but all, I guess all in good time. We're not rushing it too yeah. early or anything I mean, like that. It's, it's a great example that of what happens when you grow something to that scale where it's like, it started out as this YouTube channel then we built a really strong merch brand and then we started now you know doing all these other different avenues seltzers potentially um so then it makes sense at some point there will be a podcast it's just yeah you have to pick and choose you know there's only so much time in a week and you have to pick like you got to depend you know figure out where your energy is well spent yeah for sure um so it's definitely gonna happen it will happen fairly soon i think after this next tour yeah we're doing it's it's probably going to be putting and put into play i love that yeah because we were talking about the other day and we're just like okay we gotta actually like figure this out as soon as this next tour is done yeah i uh when i was looked at your instagram i saw in your bio it it was at nelk boys at full send at steve and then i saw this at trailer park and i was like what what the hell is this So i clicked Mm -hmm. on it and i saw it was like it was like your creative page it was kind of where you had posted a lot of uh a lot of your past work yeah and it made sense now, as we talked about earlier about living with, um, your, like being raised by your grandmother and living in the tra- that trailer park specifically at one point. Um, but what is, I don't know if that's the, if that's still like a side thing or if like you eventually want to get back into putting more energy into that, like that production or that, or the trailer park, but what is trailer park mean to you? Um, it was like, some, it was like a production company I started before i was working with nelk it's just been kind of something that's been put on the back burner Mm. since i've been with nelk it's like 
I just simply just don't have the time. But as of recently, um, I'm going to start like putting out more like my personal content. Mm. I, I just uh, shot a music video with like a good buddy. So like I'm going to put that on Trailer Park and then um, I'm actually releasing my first piece of merch soon. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So it's going to be it's it's all going to be a Trailer Park kind of like based. But um, first drop's going to I don't have a, an exact date yet. I'm still kind of working on the design, but. Um, I really wanted to start doing like my own merch and like kind of putting my own creativity on t-shirts and hoodies and stuff like that. So that's going to be coming pretty soon. Um, just once again, just like all in good time. That's just, so dope. Yeah. Dude, that's the greatest thing about the, where you're at is like, you're going to continue to grow with the Nelk and you're going to have these incredible things happen. But along the way, you're going to continue to build your own personal brand yeah. and there's going to be specific people, people that love Nelk but then more specifically love you for whatever role they see you in a video or they follow you on social media or yeah. they're an aspiring creative and want to get to your level or they know your backstory and like can resonate. So I think that's the amazing thing too about when you are able to grow with something like this, your personal brand is only going to elevate, which just means there's so much more other opportunity for yeah. this is no, this is my main thing, but I also have this side gig where I've, create and design stuff i shoot music videos and i mm -hmm. still am able to fulfill like my creative uh ideas yeah it's definitely important to me too like to still have something you're doing on the side totally. something that's for you yep because obviously like working with nelk is insane it's so much fun but it's something that's not really like fully my thing mm -hmm. it's never like i can i can never take full creativity which mm -hmm. is okay sometimes but sometimes i do want to take full creativity and do my own thing so um trying to work on, you know, doing my own thing with Trailer Park, whether it's like music videos or like putting out merch or anything like that. Actually, just it's funny you brought that up. I was just talking to um, one of my, my buddies today about buying like Trailer Park the handle mm. just to like, you know, really solidify it and be like, okay, now this is like time to like get it going and start like posting more shit and totally. just start, stop putting it on the back burner. Yeah. Cause I have so much content build up, just like post on it. I just haven't done it, mm. but I'm just like waiting till I get this um t-shirt design yeah and then just finally like release that well some a small thing like that where you tell yourself i'm gonna buy this handle and then i'm fully committed sometimes that's yeah. all you need it's, it's a decision a, a thought a conversation a podcast you heard uh it could be like a million different things but there's that there's that trigger where yeah. it's like this is no longer just a side thing that i'm kind of working on it's like Nope, I'm dropping a new video every week on the side, new clothing every six to eight weeks. Yeah. And then it's like, then the momentum starts to pick up. For sure. Um, and that's, I mean, that's the beauty of it. Like that's, I literally, I started the It's the Bearded Man podcast January, first week of January of this year. I did solo pods for the first uh, six months of it, which was like it averaged one episode a month, mm -hmm. maybe two. And July, I had that light bulb moment. I was like, I'm done bullshitting. I'm done like kind of working on the side project. I know what I want to create. I'm just going to fucking do it. Yeah. And so from July till now, I've consistently put up two episodes a week uh, for probably close to eight, 10 weeks at this point. So yeah. it's like at some moment in time, you just tell yourself I'm done procrastinating. I'm done yeah. like kind of putting a little bit of energy into it to then now I'm just going to go full throttle. So if it's buying that handle, yeah do it you know and that might be the thing that actually like pushes me to do it but it is cool to see like you going through that stage too where it's just like it just takes that one thing and just you just continue doing oh, yeah. it over and over and over again I, I had a conversation last weekend i worked out with uh, 
a past guest I had met uh, through podcasting. Shout out to Matt Comey. He's an incredible filmmaker. Yeah. Uh, actually from Orange County too, weirdly. Now yeah. that I'm thinking about it. I'm a big fan of him. Yeah. yeah. Incredible. Incredible. And uh, I went and worked out with him. One conversation, I just, I was already getting, I've already been heavy in fitness, but like one area that I kind of wasn't putting time and energy into was like the actual nutrition and dieting aspect. Yeah. And all it took was that conversation. And then for the last seven days, I went head down, got real super tight with the, with what I was actually eating Mm -hmm. and I feel it better. And I'm like, awesome. I'm going to like keep that going. So once again, one little conversation had no expectations of what was going to happen and then now that's, you know, I changed the direction of where I was going as a dieting. So that it's, it really, you know, it's sound. And so when you hear it in a conversation or in a podcast, it's like, oh yeah, I get it. It just takes one conversation. But when it happens in real time and that light bulb comes, you're like, oh yeah, fuck this. Like, yeah, I'm all in on this. Like I'm, I'm just going to go all in on, on doing blank. And, and then you start seeing the, you know, start to see it come to life. Yeah. It's cool in those moments too. Cause you're just like, like, damn, like what am, what am I doing? Like. Like, why haven't just, I been already yeah, doing this? Yeah, yeah. Why haven't I been doing this shit? Totally. So, it is cool. That's that shit's dope. How many tattoos do you have? Dude, a lot. You're inked up, my man. I know. I, I like I just haven't stopped. Like I just got um I just got my stomach done. Fire. Yeah. What does that say? Sinatra. Whoa. Yeah. My dad was a huge uh, Frank guy. Uh Frank Sinatra guy. He was actually really good friends with him in the eighties too. No crazy. Way. My dad was an artist. He was a painter. So he would sell Frank Sinatra a lot of um our paintings. And, um, yeah, there was, um, it's like pictures of him in like Palm desert, like at his house, like way back when I'm just like, you know, I, I couldn't as a kid, I'm just like, Oh cool. Whatever. And then like, now I'm just like, that's fucked. That's yeah. crazy. You're too young at the time. You didn't like yeah. really understand. Yeah. So now that now I see that shit and like, yeah, I remember he, he would always play Frank Sinatra in our cars. He had like all the tapes and shit. And like, wow. so like he played a lot of shit. So I became like a huge Frank Sinatra fan. So I got that tattooed on my stomach because I was like, you know, been a huge fan for a while now. So that's huge. What's the neck one too? That's like a rose. It looks like. Yeah. It's like a rose with a, a snake just wrapped around it. Mm. I had no meaning. Just wanted it. Just loved the, like the way it looked. Yeah. Yeah. Do you, have, do you have a favorite tattoo or one that kind of means the most to you? I think I do. It's probably this one. I got this one done by wow. one of my buddies. Very dark. Whoa. Like it's, it's um, like for people that are listening, can you explain it? Yeah. Paint so. It? It's it's a nun, but so I'm I'm not really religious at all. But it's a nun with um, she has a tattoo above her eye and it says sinner. She's got a spider on her face, and she's got completely whited out eyes. And it's just a very dark dark tattoo. But mm-hmm. I'm a huge fan of just like dark kind of stuff. Whether it's like dark humor or like mm-hmm. just like dark style videos, just like scary things. I'm a huge like just scary like movie type person. So like uh, when I saw this, um, I, or I, I actually talked to my buddy Dylan about the concept, and I was just like, "Could you do something like this?" And he's just like, "I love that idea." He's like, "Let's mm-hmm. do that," and um, he drew it up in like two days, and I was like, "Yep, let's wow. put her on me." Wow. But yeah. My man's getting inked. Yeah. Up, got dude. my legs. I just got my knee like completely done. Like we got a spider tattoo on my knee. Fucking gnarly. I got the full send going down the knee too. Do you? Yeah, I got full send. <laughs> we were uh, we were all drunk in Ibiza. Um, oh no big deal <laughs> and then drunk um, in ibiza no big deal drunk in ibiza and then um oh. jesse had a tattoo artist come through and he tattooed the whole team that night everyone got full send put on them oh somewhere my God. so that was pretty cool and then i got my my whole arm sleeve and just kind of like oh it was random stuff kind of all along my arm but yeah but it looks it all looks aesthetically like like the coloring all looks very one piece even though you can tell it's those are obviously separate pieces but it yeah. all looks and fits you know 
like it all is supposed to be together appreciate that thank you that shit looks gnarly yeah if you had to get a tattoo right now what would you get i'm actually getting one tuesday what are you getting it's um this is like a different one but it's a very small like one of those like black and white detailed pieces mm. but it's um it's gonna be a guy in a suit he's got his head's gonna be a tv um but he's essentially like got a gun to his head he's blowing his brains out and then at the side of the tv it's gonna be like all like vhs tapes coming out oh wow so I'd, it's no meaning once again i just thought of it one night and it's i was just like yeah i want to get that so is that next to the left sleeve uh i'm not gonna fully sleeve my left arm i think i'm just gonna keep it mainly like open but just scattered black and white small tattoos wow i i say that now well then once you get a couple on there you're gonna <laughs> yeah. yeah. that. i do the same shit every time i told myself i'd never get a sleeve here i am hey, you i told myself full... i'd never tattoo my leg here i am i've got like tattoos going on my thigh now like i just think of an idea and i'm just like okay yeah i'll do it yeah it's like once i want it i just get it totally yeah but it's cool like i, I haven't ever regretted one tattoo yeah got my lip tattooed did you, you yeah. still got it yeah what did you say it's been, it's been on there for like two or no 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 longer than that like four or five years. sometimes you have to get them retouched yeah. right eat shit perfect <laughs> yeah perfect yeah drunk drunk for that one too wow yeah well sometimes because those will wear down because you're just constantly like the i mean it's just water rubbing up against a, your saliva system, yeah right? so it was funny when i got that tattoo um it was on hollywood boulevard of course like no better place in la to get that than hollywood boulevard yeah the only place i was actually like willing to tattoo my lip and they knew i was drunk so yeah. like we go into this place and like tell them i want my lip tattoo tell them i was like i want to eat shit and then he's <laughs> he's just like oh okay and and um oh, right before okay. he's about to do it he's just like he's like you want this thing to stay and i'm just like i mean what do you mean like yeah and he's like well these tattoos like typically like they rub off in like a year or so and i was like well yeah i want it to stay and he's just like all right i'm gonna go deep he's like i'm gonna press hard and i was just like okay and he yeah that was probably one of the worst tattoos i've ever got he went deep he like put that needle like in my skin that's the only reason it's been there for i think four or five years now wow so it's not rubbed off oh yeah kind of crazy i can't even imagine that yeah and then it's just constantly you tasting the blood after from it yeah well like you see like it's scab you see the center right like oh yeah it's kind of hooked up yeah yeah that's because i was i kept licking it because when it when i first got it it was so painful like i didn't know what else to do i just kept licking it it was was bleeding a lot too so (sighs) yeah eventually it healed and it's fine now damn that's gnarly overall how's been the the pandemic for you how, how, I mean, how? I mean, working for Nelk, there's no, there's never been a pandemic. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like we're we're on the road. We're still doing so you our guys thing. Didn't miss a beat? No, pandemic only. Like we when when it first hit, we kind of were like worried. We're like, fuck. Like, what do we do? And then we started doing like these Zoom call videos. I don't know if you ever watched any of those videos, bro. <laughs> yeah. Where you guys would join in <laughs> yeah. on college like yeah. Zoom classes. Yeah, yeah, that yeah. That shit is yeah it was that was like but that those went viral those went crazy on youtube for us so like we really hit hard when the the whole pandemic thing happened and then soon after that we like we're like okay we got to do like a road trip like we're just like running dry we can't do nine zoom call videos totally so we did a road trip it was like we went for, we started in i think we started in arizona like one of our first big road trips and then um is that with bradley yeah he's a beast that guy's huge yoked yeah that guy's fucked he's Yoked. crazy even like even when we shoot skits i wonder if like i'm like you know we're acting like like because he like gets in character and he gets pissed for certain things we were supposed to shoot like a funny skit for like 
Steve shaving Bradley's beard for a video, and it was supposed to be that. like it was supposed to be a joke. And then like I was like, okay, to make to make it real, why don't you run up to me after and like grab the camera and then smash it? And I and he's just like, okay, like I'll do that. So we shoot the bit, and like when he sees like me filming quotations. Um, he runs over to me and grabs the camera, but he like he was supposed to just grab the camera out of my hands. He fully, like full blown tackles me onto the ground, and I just remember like two people were just supposedly like holding him back, and he all his weight just went straight on my chest, just knocked the wind out of me, oh. and I was just like, Jesus fuck! Like I was like, this guy's all in on it. <laughs> I was like, I was like, what do you want an Oscar? Or like, <laughs> like we're fucking act. It's supposed to be a joke. It was it was funny. That was fine. Did but, he actually yeah. smash the camera? Yeah. Brutally just smashed into pieces. Yeah. That's a production cost. $3,000. There you go. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. It hurts. Like even, it even hurt me. Um, cause I, I didn't suggest it at first. Um, and Kyle was just like, yeah, why don't you smash the camera? I'm like, what? Like why? Like, wow. And then, uh, but yeah, yeah especially was, being a camera, like a, that's like a passion. You're like, dude, we, we, yeah, we like, can't just like kill a lens. Dude. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, there's millions of them. We can buy more, but like, this is my lens. We use it for 10 shoots. Dude. This is yeah. So yeah. Good. But I was just like, okay, whatever. Smash the camera. Fuck it. And Holy then, yeah, shit. Absolutely destroyed that camera. R.I.P. Yeah. yeah. Rest in peace to camera. But it, <laughs> it made it made the bit look a lot more real. But it was funny. Do you guys stick between like a certain budget per video or is it just depends on like what you, the concept is and then the sky's the limit? There's so. really no budget right now. We don't really have a person that's in charge of budgeting right now. Because we always say like, okay, what is if we a, budget, you know, you know, say we wanted to budget $10,000 for this video. Or this this like like part of this video, but twelve thousand would have made it so much better. So go big. They're always about like, hey, like for right now, like let's just spend the money and like totally make our productions worth it. Totally. Just so we're not like you know shooting ourselves like too thin. Yeah. You know. I mean, it's worth it because it's can it's just building the content, and if you believe in it's like any business model. If you believe in what you're doing, it's better to just keep reinvesting in yourself, and that's just gonna. Yeah, it might have cost us extra twelve thousand dollars in this moment in mm-hmm. time, but that's ultimately going to make us a hundred x more in the coming months because this video does better than normal. And that's the thing they're so good for too, because like they understand like okay, we got to pour more money back into this because they really don't take any money for themselves. It's just it's just being funneled. It's all just like every every dollar we make goes right, right back, back into the in. company. Totally. So they're good for that. So like. If me in Austin have an idea for a video or like a, a concept for a merch shoot, they really just don't care about a budget. They're just like, hey, just make it dope. That's all they care about. That's so nice. So it's so cool to like have that because like, I don't know, like when I was shooting like music videos like way back when or something like that, having like, okay, I have 150 bucks. Like, what can we do? Yeah. Can buy some props up Amazon. Yeah. But you know what? You know, it's funny. It full circles to right back to before we just started this podcast was sometimes those moments are important because it teaches you to be resourceful and it For teaches sure. you to make it work with nothing so that when the time does come and you have the budgets, you know how to properly execute it because you're like, yeah, I shot a music video on $150. You're giving me 10 grand and I'll shoot. Oh, beautiful. I can make yeah. this happen. It's like, it's some, there is beauty in those moments where you don't have anything to work with except your time, your skill and asking your brother for a lens or asking a friend to just, be an extra on a shoe. Like yeah. there's some weird beauty that in the moments that you're doing it, you just can't wait 
to get to the next level, like in these moments right now, like I can't wait to have a full production studio and have like multiple cameras and like, can't wait to be that level of a podcast. But at the same time, it's like, I also love the gritness of like trying to build something that nobody else sees except for myself. So for sure. I, I, I think it, it, it goes both ways. Though. At the yeah. end of the day, you want to have the money and you want to have uh, some type of budget to work off of. But in those early times, there it it's hard to believe it and accept it, but there is something beautiful about just having nothing to work with and going, I either make it work with this or I don't make it work with anything. So Yeah, it's definitely cool seeing yeah. like coming from like just completely budgeting and like having to like finagle ways to like figure out props or, you know, you can't pay for an extra. So you get like what you said, a friend or you can't rent that car. So you get the next best thing and you use like your own car or like your friend's like nicer car. And now having this budget to do these cool things, it's just like, it's like endless opportunities. Mm -hmm. Like anything we think of, like whatever we want, they're just kind of like, as long as you guys, as long as we you know, can trust you guys with like making these videos dope and you think we need these things and yeah, like we're all for it yeah. and that's the coolest thing in the world. I'm just like, damn, like we can make these videos crazy. Full creative control. Baby. Yeah. It's that's, wild. That's awesome that everyone's on the same page and just so, wants to keep, keep investing and keep building up the brand. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it is true. Like they, they definitely like trust us and just know that like we're in it just as much as they are about like building this thing up yeah and we want we want the same outcome we all we're all on the same page for like our vision on what we want this like nelk and full send thing to be and um we just kind of like work with what we got right now and just like you know we're making things work totally yeah i love that um you ever heard of a, a a brand called we are not really strangers you might have seen their memes or not you might have seen their instagram accounts get shared a bunch on instagram i can show you after but it's a uh it's a it's an account called we are not really strangers and they actually built a card game and it's a card deck that's uh it's a game that's pretty much meant to like open the conversation up with a stranger right um we are not really strangers in the sense of like it skips surface level questions and it goes deep yeah. So what I've been doing now before guests come is I, I have the card game and I flip through the deck and I pull a card. Okay. And so the card that I got for you is what are you afraid of more, failure or success and why? I would definitely think failure 100% just because I've seen it so much throughout my life and my family. Mm. I don't think I really have like, besides like my sister with the event company, she's like the only successful one of our, our family. So seeing so much failure just from like growing up, that was the one thing I just did not want. That was the one thing I just told myself, like, no matter what you do, just be happy with what you do and just don't fail and keep working towards something that's going to make you happy and make you successful. Mm. And I think I'm definitely like on the right track to doing so. Totally. So I think one step, you know, one step in the right direction for me right now. And it's, it's cool to see. It's actually like kind of crazy because like I definitely even today like i wake up and i'm just like how is this possible how is this even real like i'm living in the full scent house with like nelk you know i was sleeping in my car two and a half years ago just absolutely dirt broke had no idea what what to do and you just kind of like put your head down and just figure things out and now i'm you know i think i'm doing pretty all right you know cannot complain about life right now no you're doing pretty good my man yeah and it's not it's not uh it's very obvious and especially talking today, it, it's so many moments have led to, to this happening and it's people like you who deserve 
this shit so much because mm. the cards were stacked against you. You weren't yeah. dealt the easiest hand uh, in your life. Um, and then to the to the point of like you created this opportunity for yourself. Yeah, You had a vision for wanting to get into visuals and like doing something at that scale. And so you create the opportunity of like convincing this company to allow you to shoot because you wanted to build a long-term relationship with them and then getting in there and getting shut down from the main video guy of Nelk and still saying, fuck that. I'm going to keep asking Yeah. to then getting into contact with Kyle to then being able to drive an hour the next day or whatever, a couple days later to sleep in your car. Like you set yourself up for that. And uh, I think it just speaks to why you are where you are today. And it's just so cool to hear because where you came from and what was stacked against you to now where you are, it's a great fucking example for people. Like you made this shit happen for yourself, bro. Yeah. Like you deserve this shit and whatever else is to come next a lot. Uh, you're going to deserve that too because of how you've gotten to this point. Yeah. Still, still pretty crazy to me, but yeah, you're, you're definitely right. Just, work your ass off and put your head down and work towards things that you think are possible and, and shit will happen. Totally not. Yeah. Um, before we wrap this up, I, I, ch- I would like you to put a challenge to the listeners today. If they made it this far on the podcast, what's something that they can do today um, that you think would improve their lives or like something? Cause there's a lot of time. I think people can listen to a podcast and they get inspired or they learn something and then they don't know what to do next. What's a challenge that you'd like to put out for anybody that got to the podcast this far? Yeah, I've I've kind of been putting this into my life a lot more. Obviously, like, you know, our lifestyle is so crazy and um, I'm constantly surrounded by people and there's never really like downtime, especially when like we're we're filming. But take take an hour or two out of your day and just drive to the beach, drive wherever's like your happy place, leave your phone in your car and just go sit for mm. an hour like and just think about stuff. Mm. That's what I've been trying to do a lot more just to like clear my head because mm. obviously like I'm in this world of like social media that's just like so much information coming in and so much work to be done and all this stuff. I just really don't take time for myself and I've been really recently just trying to take time for myself and just like go and chill, relax, don't be on your phone because the minute the minute I have my phone next to me, I'm going to be like answering, you know, texts or yeah. something. So it's just nice to be like alone just sit and just think of nothing. Yeah. You ever tried meditating before? I haven't, but I talked to, um, our, our chef. He's, he's like a huge spiritual guy. Yeah. And, um, he's in a, he, I told told him, I was just like, Hey, I think I need meditation or something. I've just been like high anxiety, high stress lately. And, uh, he told me he's going to take me to the beach and he said, um, I won't teach you how to meditate, but you got to teach yourself. Oh, I mean, it's so true. And I was like, okay, I have no idea what that means. I haven't done it yet. I think we're doing it Monday. Yeah. So we'll see. Yeah. Medi- I've been practicing meditation for the last four years. Mm-hmm. Um, and I love that he said that because that's kind of, there is no script to it. There's no wrong or right way to do it. But what it's, what meditation is teaching you is how to control your thoughts. Mm-hmm. And so now I'm at a point I'm still barely scratching the surface four years in, mm-hmm. but I'm at a point now where that when these emotions rise, anxious, angry, nervous, overwhelmed, or on the other side, extremely happy, 
those high dopamines, like you're, you're like life is fucking bliss, right? Yeah. Um, meditation has taught me how to bring everything back down and keep me very grounded. So I, I love using the analogy. It's, it's meditation allows us to, when you're flying a plane, you, you're cruising at 30,000 feet. Mm-hmm. There's turbulence that happens. It boom, bumps you high, which is like the happiness. Good moments in your life. It fucking jets you up high, but then you get back to that 30,000 feet. And there's turbulence that will knock you down. And those are the setbacks and the shit that fucks with your head and like makes you feel like shit. Or you wake up one morning, you're just not feeling it. You're not feeling motivated. You're feeling uninspired. That, those moments happen. And then the meditation brings you right back up. So what it's taught me is to be in control of my mind, to be in control of my thoughts. And it's allowed me to navigate in those moments in time where I feel either too high or too low to bring me back to center. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's something I've been practicing daily. I use an app, which I can I can send it to you after this podcast. They offer 30 days free. Um, and it's been one of the greatest things that I've ever incorporated in my life. Yeah. Um, and I do it every morning. Right after, I, the first thing I do every morning is work out. I shower. And as soon as I get out of the shower and I, I go like go back into my room, I sit down and I meditate for 10 minutes and it allows me to set good intention for the day. And it's almost like being your biggest hype man except like not trying to think so much. So yeah. definitely take the chef up on that up, excuse me, up on that offer and remember that it's gonna take consistent effort to even see one percent growth. Yeah. But I guarantee you if you stick with this shit for some time, give it like three to six months. It is going to change your life, and it's only going to get better and better. Yeah, I definitely um, need that in my life right now. Bro, huge. So yeah. I, I love that's the challenge. Go find that stillness. Go drive somewhere mm-hmm. or whatever. But I've I've been able to now recreate that feeling when I'm sitting anywhere. You could put me in an airport with a bunch of people moving around. You could put me in L.A. traffic on the 405 bumper to bumper. Even keel. See, that's where I want to get to. Even keel. Yeah. Huge. Just from what I've heard, just like from like different people's stories and like been doing a lot of research on like youtube on like totally uh, obviously there's no right or wrong way how to meditate but like just trying to figure out like what's people's process on how to do it and it's just it's just so interesting to me and it's just it's just something that seems like everybody should do Mm -hmm. you know if you're in a high stress environment like i don't like just go meditate yeah and just figure it out yeah there's there's no there's no right or wrong reason just just start dude try it it's it's a game changer yeah uh you, you, it's just, it will speak for itself in time, but it, it takes time. It yeah. takes effort and it's like going to the gym. You're not going to see results after the first week. Yeah, first exactly. First three weeks, first month. That makes sense. But if you stay consistent long enough, you start to see the the results. Um, and that's the same thing with meditating. It's, it's the mental fitness for your mind. Yeah. And it's now being talked about more than ever in the last couple of years. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm a big, big advocate for it. And I think it's, it can benefit anybody, which has been incredible. Yeah. I think mental health is so important too. And not very many people do talk about it. It's yeah. just like kind of scratching the surface now, totally. but I do think it's an important thing. And that's something that I never really focused on before. I was just kind of like always worried about the the hustle and bustle. Totally. But now obviously being with Noak so long, I'm just like, okay, my mental state's, you know, yeah. like withering away. So yeah. it's you- definitely something you got to find needs. those things. Yeah. You got to find those things that allow you to bring back up the mind or like to control the thoughts yeah. or especially in a house like that where there's all these things moving and people screaming and doing this, doing that. You got to, you got to find those moments to, to just slow down. And, uh, I think one of the biggest things that I've seen in the last year of my life is just the amount of balance I've added to my life. And it's just leveled me out yeah. and allowed me to go back to work even stronger, more motivated, more sharp. 
Um, but yeah, I mean, yeah, just, that sounds boring. amazing. I need yeah. that. <laughs> yeah. I need that. In my we life can talk now. about that more after this, after we get off this, but, um, yeah, I mean, bro, this is, uh, you're truthfully today, like the first tr- like new guest on. So this, it's the bearded man podcast. We've had, uh, I don't know, maybe like 10 or so guests on the show so far. Hell yeah. The last podcast I had done a, over 150 guests. Um, but this is like, I've had 10 plus guests on the new show, but they were all past guests that I had on, on another podcast. Okay. So it's, uh, it's a little different when you're bringing them in because we are, I already know the context of them Yeah. versus today. This was like the first true guest that I don't really know too much about. And, uh, what an incredible bar you just set for fucking this podcast yeah. for me. So, well, I'm honored. Yeah. I'm honored to be the first guest. I, I appreciate, uh, I appreciate your vulnerability. Um, and I just, I, I just, res- no, I don't want to say I respect you even more because I already, I don't even, I'm just getting to know you. So I have respect for anybody. I'm just getting to me, but yeah. I've, I've gained to uh, appreciate so much more of like what you represent to the world uh, and to anybody who hears this podcast and anybody that follows you or knows you. Like, uh, I just think your story is very unique and needs to be shared and spoken about more. And uh, I just, yeah, I really appreciate you being vulnerable and like taking it to certain, certain topics and things that, yeah could easily just navigate and say, uh, this kind of happened, but you know, opening up and sharing some shits, yeah. some real authentic stuff, man. I mean, I appreciate the opportunity and, you know, giving me a voice to tell those stories and stuff like that. hundred yeah. percent. Where can people find you on Instagram? Uh, you can find me on Instagram at Adrian Verdult. That's A D R I A N V E R D U L T. It's kind of the only place I post right now. So it's the best yeah. place to be. Yeah. Yeah. I apologize for butchering your name in the beginning. I was too excited <laughs> to have you here. You look great. You had your beard. I was looking at the tattoos. I was looking at this thing. I was like, Adrian Vedbol. I, I didn't even know what the hell I said. So I apologize for <laughs> no, that. No, no, you're good. You're um, good. If you guys and gals made it this far on the podcast, please, please, please screenshot this episode, post it to your Instagram story, tag Adrian at Adrian Verdalt, tag me at Bob A, that's B-O, three B's, four A's, and a Y, and let us know what you thought of the podcast. That's how we grow this shit from the ground up and grow it organically. Hell yeah. Hell yeah, man. Well, thank you for coming in today. Thank you. I appreciate and, it. And uh, let's keep winning. Thank you for the shorts, bro. I'm about to be rocking those babies tomorrow <laughs> yeah. morning when I'm getting That's that That's motivation sweating. to go work out now. Let's go. Hell yeah. Thanks for tuning in, guys. We'll talk to you soon. See ya.